for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, and we are live. I'm just going to let this breathe for a second, make sure the stream is stable, everything's looking good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, the last we saw and talked to our listeners and our viewers, our live viewers here, we were basically passing the torch on the eve before John Elway and Vic Fangio were set to address the media at the combine, yep. their mandated pressers. A lot's happened, and there's so much to digest. I know Nick and Carl touched on a few things yesterday, but there's so much that you and I want to you know, basically break down. I don't know where to start, but I don't think there's a better place, Zach, than to kind of analyze Elway's comments about you know, he's arguably, Zach, his most effusive praise of Drew Locke has occurred these last two days. But at the same time, he leaves open the door. Just a slim possibility. Listen, I don't think the Broncos are going to go after Tom Brady, Zach. <laughs> but he left the door open by saying that the Broncos, yeah, we talked to Tom, but Drew's our guy. Your thoughts? I, I, as I just told you five minutes ago, Chad, if, if if even that, I don't even see the point in fanning that flame at all, even making that comment, even in Jess, even in the, the name of due diligence, why would you even open Pandora's box and associate yourself with Tom Brady and not just rule it out and put all your eggs in the Drew Lock basket? I know it's just Elway being Elway, and it's all an end game of some sort. It's all what you do in this business, but to even – touch on Brady to even let that creep into the Broncos orbit. And you know, there's going to be stories now and narratives and headlines written about it. I don't like it, but I'm not going to read too much into it either. He just, you know, that's the thing is I really don't think that there's any there, there, which is why I, it mystifies me that he says, yeah, well, you know, we'll talk to him, but Drew's our guy. It's like, is it just simply Elway saying that out of respect for Tom Brady being a six-time world champion and a Super Bowl MVP and a league MVP Forget and, like, it. you know, showing the respect, whatever, uh, kissing the ring, as it were, without completely reshaping the narrative? I don't know, dude, but it was completely unnecessary. And it – I might read – I might be inclined, Zach, to read more into Elway saying, yeah, we'll talk to Brady. If it weren't for his most effusive praise so far of Drew Locke. Now, I've been on record as saying that, you know, his end of season, in his end of season press conference, John Elway kind of, you know, he he didn't communicate the support for Drew Locke being the guy as clearly as he possibly could have. He could have done a better job of eliminating any room for doubt that no look. Drew's our plan. Drew's our guy. We were pleased with what he did in five games, and we're going all in on Drew Locke. And, you know, you don't have to go too crazy and too far out over the skis, but you could have got in front of it a lot better. 
and more eloquently and directly than Elway did. But yesterday in a, uh, you know, as we've been there after the, um, you know, the GM, the head coaches, they step up to the combine and anyone who has a credential there from the entire NFL world, national perspective, even local beat writers covering different teams, anyone who's there with a credential can ask Elway or ask Vic Fangio a question. But then what happens is immediately following that time at the podium, which you all see, you know, it's broadcast from all the team uh, social media channels and NFL Network runs it. What happens is they go off to the side. Elway will pull all the local beat writers, the actual faces he recognizes, the, the websites and publications that are covering his team every day and holds another little mini court session, right, where, you know, the local guys can ask a question. In that conversation, Zach, off to the side, I want to read to you a quote. Um of what Elway said, which in my opinion is his most effusive praise of Drew Locke so far. He said, I thought talent-wise, this is Elway, quote, and this comes via Troy Rank of Denver 7, quote, I thought talent-wise he could make all the throws. He could adjust his arm angle and do all the different things. He's athletic enough to move around, make plays, and throw the ball on the run. Physically, I thought he was as good as anyone coming out last year. So he's talking about the pre-draft process. Now, the big question is always what's inside. That's the hardest part of the position, figuring that out. I think Drew's got that. So far, he's got that it factor. He's got the confidence to play the position, close quote. And then one more with Mike Kliss. Now, this was a one-on-one nine news thing. He said, quote, he's a young guy that finished strong. We liked what we saw in him, liked how he handled things. He went into a situation that wasn't really a great situation and handled it very, very well. We think he's talented and think he can do it for a long time. Here's where I love it. Drew is our plan. He gave us all the feeling that he may be the guy who can compete here for a long time. Close quote. So Zach, I, I kind of, this is a little bit of a tangent, but if it weren't for Elway saying these things later on in the same day, I'd be a little bit more inclined to, you know, put on the tinfoil hat about what he said, being willing to talk to Brady. Elway also mentioned that he prefer to have a veteran quarterback behind Drew Locke. And even so, he thinks he's going to get Brady for a two-year deal for veterans minimum. I don't understand the point of making that comment. I can understand Maybe not understand, but see the respect angle, even though the Broncos don't owe Brady anything, respect or otherwise. That's an opponent. That's a rival until he joins your team or if he joins your team. In terms of throwing his praise behind Drew Locke, Elway, it's all deserved, Chad. That's what you should be saying about your hopeful franchise quarterback who went 4-1 and one to close the season, and he's your most promising quarterback since Peyton Manning hung up his cleats. That's just what you say to build the confidence around that guy. Like We've been trying to urge the Broncos to do the last, what, month and a half or so? We yeah. have to support him. Not just on the field, not just blocking for him, not just having receivers for him to throw to, but also through the media. Publicly, comments, confidence, it all adds up to being a franchise quarterback. And the Broncos are finally getting on board with that. That's right. And they're finally out of the QB desert, man. No more wandering. Finally. The mana from heaven has been provided, and it's now it's all about building that nest. And we still got, obviously, a lot we want to get to tonight. We want to welcome in everybody who's been hanging out in the room. Duke Rose, what's up, Vitrone, John, Noble Young, Eric, Chase. Good to see you guys. Sterling, Cody, Juice. Thanks for joining us. We got a lot more we want to get to. First, just a couple of quick matters of business, you guys. Make sure you are following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Simply the best way for you to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then you're also going to want to make sure you are following Mile High Huddle on Twitter. As simple as you see right here on your screen, at Mile High Huddle. That keeps you plugged in 
to all things Broncos, breaking news as it comes in real time, plus, you know, all the analysis and, and insight that comes with our site breaking down your Denver Broncos on the daily. So take care of that business. And then don't forget, you guys, head on over when you get some time. You demanded it. We got it up there. Check out the merch store. You guys have been phenomenal so far in your support on the merch store. You got this hat like Zach's wearing now. You got shirts. You got hoodies. Some good stuff. And then we're constantly adding to that. So when you get some time, and I'll put the, the link in the uh, comment stream so you guys can go check it out when you get a second. But just another simple, easy, organic way for you to support not only the Huddle Up podcast, but also Mile High Huddle. So check that out. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Now serving B24 at DMV window number seven. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remembered the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into real ID readiness. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. All right, Zach, we got a uh, few questions and the super chat coming in. I want to get to uh, that here in just one second. First, we got an answer to three questions that uh, we did not know the answer to dating leading up to, I should say, the combine. First and foremost, no surprise, but we didn't have a for sure on this. The Broncos are not going to pick up Ron Leary's team option. So cutting and, cut and bait with, with Leary. That saves them eight and a half million on this year's cap, Zach, which mm. moves the needle from the sixty-two million that they had. Add eight to that. Now they're sitting at seven, or I should say seventy. Excuse me. One more move, no brainer. Once they get resolution on Joe Flacco, now you're at eighty. Um, so Ron Leary gone, and then the team is, to some fans' disappointment. They're going to hold on to Todd Davis for this contract year. They're picking up his team option, and then also Brandon McManus. Byron Jones, come on down. The Broncos are continuing to clear up cap room, and they can definitely afford, we've been saying it, Chad, for the last couple months, they can afford whoever they want if they choose to splurge through free agency. And if there's one player like we've been mentioning, it is Byron Jones who's worthy of that money. I'm not so sure that Todd Davis is a guaranteed return, though. I've read somewhere that his contract, there's no more guarantees or something like that. The Broncos get off the hook of his contract if they want to release him, if they want to you know, move on. They're going to still look for an upgrade, though. So Todd Davis isn't a surety, but yeah, uh, Ronald Leary, that was a no-brainer. They're going to look to have another guard starting there, maybe even a center two if McGovern walks in free agency, but plenty of cap space, Chad. I think Broncos can do what they want financially. Guys, anyone who wants to support the show, um, we're never going to ask you to 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 you know donate money to the show. If you want to do that, you want to be become a Super Chat superstar, you do it on YouTube. As you're watching, there's the comment stream. You'll see a little button that has, I think, like the dollar sign on it, if I'm not mistaken. You click that, and it allows you, as long as you have your um, Google wallet set up or whatever, and it's connected to your accounts. It allows you to do that if you want to. And speaking of which, Zach, Ariel jumping in one of our super chat. Super Thank you, Ariel. With a $5 donation. We appreciate you, Ariel. Yes. 
Thank you. I'm all in on Drew Locke. He is our QB. We've all waited so long for that man under center to score points and take us to the Super Bowl. Drew's got it. Speaking of which, as Elway said, and again, thanks, Ariel, the it factor. Zach, what does that mean to you as, a, as it relates to the quarterback position? When someone says Drew Locke's got the it factor, what does that mean to you? It's everything intangible to me, Chad. Any quarterback can have a strong arm. Any quarterback can run fast. But it's those things that don't show up in the stat sheet. It's those things that lift a quarterback from being a good quarterback to being a great quarterback to being an all-time quarterback. It's leadership. It's personality. It's passion for the game. It's grinding day in and day out. It's just having that alphaness that Drew Locke possesses that the Broncos haven't had under center since Peyton Manning. To me, it's just everything you can hold, but you can just feel almost tangibly in coming out in your quarterback. Ben says, that was honestly the most glowing endorsement of Locke from Elway that I've seen yep. since the end of the season. Much better than the, I don't see any other option. <laughs> ben, you took the words right out of my mouth. In fact, <clears throat> that's exactly, I quoted Elway in the article that I had at milehighhuddle.com today. And when you guys get some time, go check that out. And it was just a lukewarm way to communicate. It's almost like we don't have any other choice. He was so good, but we don't really want to say that he was so good. And we don't want to, why, why leave anything open to interpretation? And, you know, I've got, I've, it's been made clear to me and it was made clear to me actually day of that presser that no, he didn't, that's not what he meant. It came out wrong. What he's trying to say is Locke was so good. We don't have any other option of saying anything, but he's our guy. Like, well, that's just a really convoluted way to say that, dude. It makes it sound like, you know, um, do I want to take, go out on a date with you tonight? Well, I don't see any other options, so <laughs> I guess so. You know, it's like how lukewarm. And, and again, if you leave it up to any room for interpretation, you didn't do a good job as the front office are of this team to enunciate, to specify, to be as clear as possible and communicate to media and fans because media is the gateway to the fans right. what you feel about Drew Locke. You know what we were saying last year, Chad, that the Broncos have to relearn how to win? Well, Elway has to relearn what it's like operating the football team having a franchise quarterback. He hasn't experienced that since Manning, and he doesn't really know. He's never finished a season where he's optimistic about the quarterback for that following year. In fact, he's never really had a season where he has a surefire starter that's the same guy from the previous year. So he's relearning how to treat this organization, how to run his job by having that young franchise talent under center. So now he's starting to say the right things. It's part of the reason why they shook up the coaching staff after the season, Chad. Everything he says and does is revolving around Drew Locke, and that's absolutely how it should be. Vitrone, homie, I, I hope uh, you're, you're still with us, Doug. You know? Listen, <laughs> here's how it works for Zach and I. We're juggling a lot of things, right, as it relates to cranking out content, covering your yeah. team. And, uh, you know, we say 6 p.m. Mountain. We have a little bit of a window, a little bit of a buffer time. And a lot of times if we ever are running late on it, it's because it's a big news day or something just broke right before the podcast. And we have to take care of that first before we can go live and spend time talking to you guys. It's just the way it works. Now, Brian, and thanks for your patience, guys, by the way, when we're not right on the money and as punctual as we would prefer to be in a perfect world, you guys show that patience. You stick with us. We do appreciate you. Yep. Brian says, I'm for a first time listener. and I have a question for Chad and Zach. Do you think the Broncos get Byron Jones and Darius Slay. And is it possible to get Jalen Rager from the NFL draft? Is it, do I think the Broncos get Jones and Slay? No, Zach, it's, it's either or in my opinion, if it happens, Byron Jones, even though he's looking at a max contract to me is the more likely of the two to end up in the orange and blue and Jalen Rager 
Yes, absolutely. He's in the conversation. Wouldn't surprise me if he were the pick at 15. I don't think he'll be there when they circle back around in round two. All three on its face are realistic to some extent, Chad, for the Broncos, but not Slay and Jones. Like you just said, it's one or the other. They're not going to give up a draft pick and two massive contracts for two cornerbacks. It's really one or the other, and we all have our preferences. I prefer Byron Jones to Darius Slay, but there's for sure a chance Rager could be the pick with a solid combine, a solid pre-drive process showing he could be the guy at 15. Machiavelli, the GOAT, is in the house, jumps in on Super Chat. Thank you. By the way, Machiavelli, before we get to this, thank you for your donation. I'm glad you're here. When you get some time, email us, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Yep. We want to get your personal deets so that we can send you out a thank you. Of, you know, we, we didn't get to that the last time we saw you live on the show and you set the new record, which has since been broken uh, by, uh, I think it was Steve, right? Didn't Steve Baumgartner mm-hmm. break it? Anyway, but either way, you, you're up there and we appreciate you. And reach out to us after the show or when you get some time, we want to send you a little thank you. Let us know what your T-shirt slash hoodie size is along the way he says 90 minute phone conversation with Peyton freaking Manning it's so on ladies and gentlemen (laughs) get ready now I'm glad you brought that up Machiavelli because Brandon Stokely of 104.3 the fan of course a former teammate of Peyton Manning's at two different NFL stops and still a, a close friend of Peyton Manning's reported on Twitter today early on Wednesday that he was told by Peyton of course that they spent about 90 minutes together on the phone did Peyton and Drew Locke going over, you know, when to start throwing, film study habits during the offseason, like when to start getting the receivers together to start throwing. Really encouraging stuff. If if you can have uh, Peyton Manning as your, you know, your sounding board as a young quarterback going into just your second year, you're getting off on the right foot. Uh, sorry, Chad, I just took a swig of water and choked there. <laughs> yeah, happens, happens yeah. Yeah, the beauty of live podcasting. But yeah, it's it's definitely encouraging that uh, it's that long rumored lock Manning relationship is starting to take hold, and I just love the fact. And he's making that effort, Drew Locke, to pick Peyton Manning's brain. An hour and a half on the phone might not seem like a lot, for, 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 but for someone like Peyton Manning, every minute is valuable. He's a very busy guy, a lot to do. So I love the fact that he's connecting with them. And uh, it's going to lead to good things, I think, on the field. Absolutely. James Dean jumps in with a donation on Super Chat. Thank, Thank you, James. James. Just want to say hi, guys. Always enjoy the show. We always enjoy having you. So appreciate yes. you. And this, you know, Comments like this, you know, is what makes us get up in the morning and and attack this thing with the the work ethic and passion that we have. Thank you for saying that. That means a lot, by the way, for those listening to this after the fact. Uh, Worm for Mayor Gaming on YouTube. Love the show. Keep up the awesome work. I watch every show. You guys are my football priests. Wow. So you could say Thank I you. watch religiously. Hey, <laughs> you I appreciate there's a t-shirt that. Idea. There's a t-shirt idea somewhere in that comment. Appreciate you. Hunter jumps in on Super Chat with a $5 donation. Thank Thank you so much, Hunter. Orange hat up on the site now. Big day for the combine tomorrow. Excited. That's right, Hunter. We did say we were going to get an orange hat up. Hasn't happened yet. Here's my promise to you. I'll have a horn. We'll have an orange hat up on the site by the, by Sunday night show. Okay. That's, that's my promise to you. We'll get that done. Um, All right. And Jake on Facebook and a tank top as well. That's right. And the tank tank top. That's right. Uh, on Facebook, Jake says, hello from Wisconsin. See, you guys, this is what I mean about Broncos country is not a physical location. It's not a geographic mm-hmm. location. It is a state of being. That's right. After picking up Davis's option, do you guys think the team still needs help at inside linebacker? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because, look, the Broncos have three really good run fit 
two down thumping caliber linebackers, Davis, Alexander Johnson, and Josie Jewell. What they're missing is a badly needed infusion of athletic ability and kind of speed and coverage uh, wherewithal at the linebacker level. And that's just the missing ingredient that they really need to take help take Fangio's defense to that next level. So whether that comes via the draft, whether that ends up coming via free agency, only time will tell. Yeah, like we were just saying about the Todd Davis question earlier, even if they bring him back, they're going to look to upgrade that position, whether it's a guy like Corey Littleton in free agency or Joe Sherbert in free agency. Someone like that could be a plug-and-play starter for Denver. It's just how much they want to invest and how much money they want to spend, if any, in free agency. The Broncos showed last year they're not going to put an overarching emphasis to invest at that position, but they do need someone that can run sideline to sideline. I'm excited to see who they will pair, though, with A.J. Johnson in the middle. That's an exciting young nucleus in the middle of your front seven, Chad. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. <laughs> Here's a funny point from Charlie Beagle. I don't know if I'd want to call myself <laughs> a priest these days. True. Football you know, priest, funny. though. <clears throat> the way it came to be, the way that kind of became a phrase and then it kind of caught fire with our awesome listeners is just something we used to say uh, that led up to every mailbag, that we are your football priests. We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. I've said it so many times now, I have it memorized, right? And then it just turned into a into a thing. Restoration Farm on YouTube. What are the chances Henry Ruggs falls to the Broncos at 15? You know, I think it's uh, the best case scenario is 50-50 odds. Yeah. He wants to he wants to break the uh, the record at the combine, Zach, and I don't know. You factor in those ten and one eighth inch hands and just his ability as a wideout. No one would have thought this in November of last year, this last fall, but he is probably going to go before Jerry Judy. Yeah, I was going to say he could be the number one receiver taken in this draft, a top 10 pick. He might not even fall out of the top 10, let alone to 15. So uh, if he's on the board, there's a strong possibility the Broncos will draft him. I would say there's a 70% chance wide receiver will be the pick in round one, Chad, and a 100% chance of the Broncos taking a wide receiver within the first three rounds. Jared, listening from the shower, jumps in on Super <laughs> Chat. Appreciate you, Jared. That's devotion right there. And supporting the show from the from the showers. You you are the man. Appreciate Love y'all show. Go Broncos all the way. See in Arkansas. That's what that's what we're talking about. Here. Broncos Appreciate country you. is the best. Uh, Sleek Tro on YouTube. Do you think we could hit 100 million in cap space? Love this podcast. Thanks, Sleek Tro. Could we? Yeah, but you would really have to start cutting. And I mean, you would have to not only get rid of Flacco. That gets you to 80. But you still got 20 million to go. That would probably mean you didn't pick up Todd Davis's option. You probably cut Jeff Hireman. I mean, you'd have to really get creative to get to 
that 100 million mark. So yeah. I think best case scenario is somewhere between 80 and 85, but just plan on about 80, which is still, you guys, a ridiculous amount of cap space. John Elway is going to be a big time player in this yeah. free agency period. Yeah, to get to 100, they pretty much have to gut their roster, and it makes no sense cutting players for the sake of having just that big total of cap space. They have as much right now as they've had in years combined even, and they can do what they want with who they want in free agency. They can resign their own. They can splurge on a couple of outside players. They really hold all the cards monetarily-wise. So they don't have to get to 100. Like one comment just said, Top Nation 11 said, 80 million is just fine. Absolutely. It's more than enough. The Broncos are sitting very, very pretty right now. Here's a question from uh, Awesome One Eleven O Two Broncos. What do you guys? <clears throat> excuse me. What do you guys think if the 49ers release Marquise Goodwin? Do you think the Broncos should sign him to a one-year, six million dollar deal? What do you think of that? You know, I wouldn't hate it. He's he's a he's one of those kind of low-key options if that's how it shakes out that the Broncos could look to bring in. Eric Trickle's got an article coming up here. I think tomorrow it's going to come out. Uh, with a video, and so it'll end up on YouTube as well. You guys can check that out. That is five kind of under-the-radar, no-brainer options for the Broncos. And uh, guys like Paul Richardson, you know, come to mind. That's kind of what I would consider for uh, with Goodwin in that same level, Zach, of, you know, not not necessarily like you expect the type of impact Emmanuel Sanders had when he arrived in 2014, but a guy who can help you stretch the field nonetheless. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, Chad, but I don't want any veteran receiver in this free agent class. I'd rather the Broncos devote that entirely to the draft class. They can get their speedster long-term wide receiver two at 15 or wherever in the first or second round. Uh, they can add another one in the middle rounds for just insurance purposes. I wouldn't want to spend any money on any sort of wide receiver who's not what the Broncos need for their long-term. Marquise Goodwin is not the long-term answer at wide receiver two. Paul Richardson wouldn't be either. Amari Cooper, even if the Broncos considered him, he doesn't fit what they need. He's not a pure speedster. I want the guy through the draft. I want the Broncos to build internally and pair that young talent with Drew Locke. Chris Clark on YouTube. Any news on Javon Kinlaw's injury? Would love to have him. Glad I can finally see the live pod. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Glad you could make it as well. The news on his knee is that it looks good. It passed muster from what I've been told. It was good feedback from the medicals on Kinlaw's knee, which all but cement him as probably a top 10 pick Zach. Yeah, if, if everything checks out and he he hangs you know true to this pre-draft process, he's probably going to go within the first 12 picks and the Broncos might not get a shot at him at all. But if he is healthy, though, and if he does fall, it's just another option for Denver wherever they're picking in the first round. All right, let me uh, jump down here to our good friend Terry Randall up in Canada with the the uh, old reliable hashtag state of being. You're the one that exemplifies that, Terry. $10 donation on Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much. Chad and Zach rocking the dope swag. What chance is there for us, or what chance is there for as many as five quarterbacks taken before 15? Board would be wide open for us. I think it's slim to no possible chance that five go in the, in, in the uh, top 15. I think here's who you can count on. Burrow, Herbert, Tua. Those are the three you can count on going before the Broncos pick. And that's going to help, but it's probably not going to be enough to just give Denver the pick of the litter at 15. Like they are going to have to, you know, they might not get the number one or two guys they had their heart set on, but they're still going to get Zach, even if it ends up being a wide receiver, a, a blue chip caliber guy. 
I'm right there with you. I think three quarterbacks, those three that you mentioned, Chad, will go in the first round. If they go within the first 15 picks, it just pushes a Broncos prospect further down the board and, and maybe even to the Broncos' lap. So I'm right there with you. No way five. I do see three as well. Jeremy on Facebook. <clears throat> cool picture, by the way. Was that from this year's game, I wonder, on your uh, profile in Minnesota? I know it's a deep wide receiver class, legendary even, but if Judy or Lamb, C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma, fall to pick 10, do you consider trading up? I mean, it's worth it. You consider it. You make a phone call. If they're one of your top guys, you make the phone call and see what it would take. I wouldn't give up anything more than a third rounder to go from 15 to 10, but it would probably, Zach, cost more than that. Yeah, I don't. It would depend on if the Broncos fall in love with one of these two guys in the pre-draft process, Chad. If they think those guys are must-haves, if they think those two receivers are better than a Henry Ruggs or better than a Rager, better than a Chenault, then yeah, kick them a third-round pick and get your guy. But if, depending how the board breaks, they might have to trade anything and get, still have a receiver fall into their laps. That's how I think the Broncos should maneuver that, considering the, the quality of receiver in the top half of this draft. Cartoon triple sevens. Simeon had wanted had. Let's see, Simeon had want to, but not a lot of natural ability. Lynch, lots of ability, but very little want to. Locke has both talent and want to. He's going to be a good quarterback. That's one of the things that, and before actually I respond to that, no, I'll respond first, that you love about Locke is he's got the, he's got the physical traits in the arm, athleticism, uh, elite arm talent, can make all the throws, just enough kind of uh, different platforms, as Elway talked about in that quote I read earlier in the show, all the physical traits, he checks each and every box. There's prototypical stud across the board physically. As Elway said, what you never know is what do they have between the ears? You know, do they have the it factor? I'm not going to say anything more on it because Zach, I think, did a great job explaining what the it factor means, but it just boils down to the intangibles. And as you elucidate their cartoon, triple sevens, those were many of the traits that Paxton Lynch, despite being a first round pick, just simply did not have. And here's one other thing, Zach, I want to, and I'll serve it over to you from Brian on YouTube. He says, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Locke looked good in five games, but some people are already making a spot for him in Canton, Ohio. I remember someone else who looked good in their first five games, Brock Osweiler. I can't say that. <laughs> show, Brian, you know that. Um, your response to that notion, Zach. I, it's it's still early, and yeah, I'm not ready to say he's the next quarterback, the next Super Bowl MVP, or the next Hall of Famer, the next even the guy for the next ten years. But he's certainly the most promising young quarterback the Broncos have had in the last half decade. He has every potential and he has he checks every single box every physical trait non-physical trait all the intangibles he put it together on the field he showed what he's capable of he already separated himself from me from Paxton Lynch from day one he just had that work ethic he had that I guess you can call it an in fact it factor you really just can't name it anything otherwise it's just you have it you see it he passes the eye test he passes that that intuition test that you just look at a quarterback and you think wow he's gonna be a good one that's what you feel with Drew Locke I never saw that with Osweiler. I never saw that with Paxton Lynch. I never saw that with Trevor Simeon. That's what Drew Locke brings to the table, and that's why he's the most promising guy compared to the rest. Amen. Mark jumps in on Super Chat, $5 donation, one of Thank our Super Mark. Chat superstars. A mile-high salute to you, my friend. And by the way, <clears throat> I received the email today from our fulfillment service that's shipping you out that, uh, that swag. So it's on the way. I'm thinking – Good chance you have it by Friday, Mark. So look for that in the mail. What's up, my guys? Henry Ruggs running the 40. Will he beat the record? Thoughts? Zach Pernal lights up every time. Miss Christie donates. Ah, I'm not sure 
if what the last thing is there, but we miss Christy too. She always contributes to the show yes. conversation in the stream. And uh, so, you know, maybe she'll be here for the mile high mail back tomorrow night. We'll see. But Mark, thanks for your support, my dog. And uh, Henry Ruggs running the 40. I think there's a good chance he, he does beat the record, Zach. That's going to be must-see TV, Chad, because I think he, he's fully capable of doing it. And if he does, he would pretty much cement himself to being a top 10 pick. So it's going to be interesting to see what he puts up there. TG jumping in and reminding everybody <laughs> who owns the record now. That's right. That's right. My bad, TG. Thank you for setting us straight on that. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for the donation. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the donation. We love you. And um, have we heard from TG on on email? If you sure haven't, have. be sure to send us one, TG. We'll Dude, get some stuff sent out to you. Milehighhuddlegmail.com. Yeah. Let's get your deeds. And so we can send you a little thank you for supporting the show the way you do. Uh, Larry over on Facebook. Good question here. Is there any way we acquire AJ Bouye via trade or if Jacksonville cuts him? It doesn't appear at this point that they're going to cut him. And maybe that's just because they're holding out hope that they can trade him. But if... <laughs> I doubt they end up making a trade for him, to be honest with you. But if Jacksonville cuts him, Denver would be one of their, his top suitors. I could guarantee you that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade a pick for him. I would definitely consider signing him if he hits the open market. But they can Broncos can have him and Byron Jones if he gets cut. The Broncos can sign two cornerbacks. It doesn't have to be one or the other this offseason. I prefer Prince of Mucamara and Byron Jones. But if Boye gets cut, he's for sure a possibility. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Jody, how can either of you think a wide receiver at 15 is the smart pick? Well, Jody, I don't know how much of the show you've been watching the last, you know, six weeks, but we are of the opinion, look, we're not going to shed any tears if it ends up being a, a wide receiver at pick 15. We're not going to castigate the team and say, oh, you screwed up. That was the wrong decision. What we're saying, though, is that with this being such a deep class and the Broncos having as many needs as they do across the board, both sides of the ball, you can afford to wait on wide receiver in round one and still probably get a really good player, whether that's a Denzel Mims, a Jalen Rager, uh, T Higgins. There's some, there are going to be some options in round two that immediately upgrade your offense and allows you at pick 15 to get a blue chip guy, whether it's Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, a corner, Jeff Gladney at TCU is building up some momentum as a really good Broncos fit. Don't, don't sleep on him being a possibility. So that's how we feel about the situation. I'm not saying it's the smartest pick, but let's assume the Broncos, they get all, they go on the clock and all their, their offensive line 
candidate prospects are gone. All their defensive prospects are gone. But Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb staring them in the face. And if they pass on him, that's not a smart pick. They have to take the guy. They still have to supplement Drew Locke. They still need that guy. So it comes down to how their board breaks. I wouldn't say he's a better pick, one of those receivers over Tristan Wirfs necessarily. But it's depending on how the board falls at 15. They can't just pass on a wide receiver because of previous history or previous notions surrounding wide receivers, they still have to find that guy. So it all depends. We don't know for now, but how the board will break out in April. Evan on YouTube says, Hey guys, you are all awesome. Seriously love watching every show from this to building the Broncos live show to Dove Valley deep divers. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for, thank you all for what you do. Thank, thank you. Evan. You, Evan. And I know you yeah. have supported the show, all multiple shows. Let's say you've supported mile high huddle, the channel on YouTube. Uh, on Super Chat, so we appreciate you, dog. Uh, Geo Vandermark with a $10 donation on Super Chat. Thank you, Geo. Oh, thanks, dude. He's selling it for us, Zach. Receive that like shirt it? quickly. Awesome quality <laughs> shirt. We'll buy more goodies. Geo, we appreciate you, dog. And Five we are, star review. We're trying to keep that thing as updated as we can in real time uh, with new products. It's coming. It's coming. I, and if you guys haven't been on there for a few days, go check it out. There is some some uh, additional options there. Glenn on Facebook, is Alec Ogletree that type of linebacker that we've talked about as being that infusion of athleticism? He is a really athletic linebacker, but I just don't think – I'd have to look at his his PFF grades and coverage the last couple of years to answer this, and I haven't done that yet. The news breaking, of course, today that the Giants are uh, parting ways with him. He could be. I think he ch- checks one of those boxes anyway, possibly of at least having athleticism, but I've been really disappointed in him the last couple of years. He hasn't really impressed me much. Right. I was going to say he's that type of linebacker in 2017, but for 2020, no. I mean, the Broncos can they can look at Corey Littleton. They can look at uh, Schobert. They, there's other options on the, on the free agent market than settling for Alec Ogletree, who was cut from one of the most defensive deficient teams at the NFL. You never want to pick up those, uh, those scrap pieces. Ron W. Ron, you got a shirt coming your way. We got your details, and uh, Zach's going to be putting a shirt in the mail for you if he hasn't already. So we appreciate your support. Jumping in on Super Chat, $10 Thank you, donation. Thank as you. A bona fide Super Chat superstar. He says, I wish Elway would stop with these QB retreads. I don't want Brady, period. I like veterans on the defense to easily pick up Fangio's scheme, but more young players on offense for Locks development. And you know what, Ron, I think you're going to get your wish. I mean, when it's all said and done, I like the verbiage that a friend of the show, Benjamin Albright has used on Twitter that the Broncos are going to buy their defense in free agency and build their offense through the draft. We don't have to worry about Brady or any other veteran. No matter what John Elway is saying, he knows where his bread is buttered going forward from 2020 and beyond. And that is Drew Locke. They're not going to bring in, and he's not going to even come close to flirting with Tom Brady, let alone signing him. They're not going to bring in any type of notable backup. If they bring in a veteran chat, it'll be a really nondescript mid-tier guy who can come in and start a few games. That's even if they do that. But this is Drew Locke's team. And one of the biggest perks about having a franchise quarterback is no more of these quarterback carousels. No more of these narratives. No more of these competitions. You have a young guy, and it's his team. It's so exciting. Chase Wellner jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Chase. Thank you, Chase. Any free agent backup quarterbacks that you like for the Broncos? Honestly, after listening to Vic Fangio talk, Zach, uh, on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. local time, I it sounds like the team is thinking, you know what, let's not go crazy on bringing in an outside backup like Brandon Allen and, as he calls him, Rip, Brett Rippon, 
let's just let them compete this summer and let the chips fall, maybe bring in a late round quarterback or a college free agent to kind of serve as that camp arm. You never know what you're going to find. We can pull it up on spot track. Do you got anyone you're thinking, Zach? I was thinking maybe Chase Daniel, but he's going to probably get a lucrative contract elsewhere. I mean, I think they're good, right? I've been advocating for Brandon Allen to be that guy. He has experience. He is technically a veteran. He's familiar with the Broncos. He sh- he showed last year he can win a game in a, in a spot start. I don't know why they don't roll with him. He's going to take up no cap space, pretty much. He's going to not take away any narratives. He's not going to take away any buzz or headlines from Drew Locke. I just think that's the natural guy to step in there as your number two. Let's just take a quick gander at it on uh, Spot Track, which is a very helpful resource in getting an idea of what the uh, free agent class is going to look like. I'll I'll do a share screen with you guys real quick. We'll we can take a peek. I think it's worth a quick aside to uh, look at these free agent quarterbacks. And as it goes over, Zach, can you see make that out at all? I can. If I squint, I can make it out. All right, well, hopefully you guys, if you're holding on to your phones and you're watching this on your phones, you can see this. I'll go ahead and read them for those listening, and if you can't quite make it out. As far as free agents, unrestricted, we get past the first few big names, probably the first option that comes to mind, which to me is not a good option, but it's an option nonetheless, Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Chase Daniel is an unrestricted free agent, so you know, don't sleep on him being a possibility. He is a former Mizzou quarterback, so him and – he and Drew Locke could have that, uh, you know, that that brotherhood. Uh, you get to Case Keenum as a guy that I think makes a lot of sense. So I know Zach doesn't like it. It makes sense to me, but I doubt that's a bridge that the Broncos want to cr- uh, cross again. You got your Drew Stanton's of the world. You got your Colt McCoys, AJ McCarron. You know, there are some options. Even old Trevor Simeon com- coming off a gnarly <laughs> injury. There's some options there, but again, nothing that screams gotta have as the fail-safe backup, Zach, to Drew Locke. This is a really sad list, Chad. Isn't it just a bunch of failed dreams there and failed hopes, failed draft picks? I mean, I don't want any of them associating with the Broncos. I mean, we can we can differentiate on our opinions about Case Keenum, but if they need a quarterback, they have Brandon Allen, they can draft one. I would not dip my toe into that pool, Chad. Certainly not for Marcus Mariota. That's one guy I don't want in the least. James Dean jumped back in on Super Chat. Colorado native, 719, now in Tulsa, Oklahoma, representing that's awesome dude hashtag state of being all right let's see what else you guys got here william from uh, bill's mafia country says love the show guys i reside in bill's mafia country and it's so nice to get broncos updates daily keep up the great work thank you william yeah well that means a ton to us um go break a table for us hey guys looks like ron leary is gone so how are we going to fill the gap do you think by draft or free agency you know, one thing we haven't talked about this yet, there's a lot from Elway, especially his remarks and Fangio, that we probably aren't going to get a chance to completely, you know, talk about tonight. But one of them that we should, especially in the wake of that question, is the fact that John Elway did express an interest in talking to Connor McGovern about coming back. So I still am of the opinion that he's going to find a pretty bullish market. I think he's going to find that seven to $10 million a year, and the Broncos aren't going to want to pay him that. But you never know because, again, they have a ridiculous amount of cap space this year. There are some options uh, in the free agent market, but I think this is one of those spots that – I know we say buy the defense in free agency, Zach, but that's, what, that's kind of the general theme. And I don't think this necessarily runs counter to it, but I think you got to fill either the – whoever you want to pencil in as your starter at center or guard. you got to fill one of those positions, I think, through, the, through free agency. 
And that, to me, is where McGovern holds dual leverage because he can play guard and center. The Broncos will need one starter at both those spots this offseason with McGovern being a free agent. So if the Broncos want him back, they're going to have to pony up to get him back. I don't know how much they like him. I'm a, I agree with you. I prefer, I think, the Broncos to sign a veteran, even as insurance. They can still draft a guy, but there's just no one really out there that that I think is worthy of, of investing in. I see Brandon Scherz mentioned as a comment, but he's going to want starters money, and he's another injury-prone lineman that I don't think Elway is going to – pull the trigger on. He's just been burned too many times in the past with tackles and go even Ron Leary. That's the reason that they're cutting him because he can't stay healthy. I don't think he's going to go replace him with another injury prone guy. Kaimana. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, my friend. Kaimana Wilson. I saw the offensive tackle Jedrick will say that he spoke with the Broncos. Do you think this is the Broncos just doing due diligence or could he be a legit target in round one? Appreciate you guys. Much love from Hawaii. Thank you again. State of being baby. Um, no, it's legit. I mean, Look at it like this, you guys. Now, some of these meetings are due diligence, and some of them are legit smoke signals. But the Broncos sitting at pick 15, they don't really have a lot at stake in terms of trying to manipulate teams behind them and in front of them. Like They're right smack in the middle, and you got hundreds of prospects that descend on the combine. Teams meet with maybe 60. I think is the limit, actually, that they can meet with at the combine formally. Now, there are a bunch of little quick asides. You're passing people in the hall. You're in the elevator together. You get, or you're at the freaking, you know, uh, airport. We, t- I talked to several prospects last year in last year's draft, Zach. When I say, "Hey, have you talked to the Broncos yet?" Yeah, informal. You know, I was, I was literally waiting in line to hop in my Uber, and a guy came up and started talking to me. It turns out he was a Bronco scout. Like that kind of thing is what happens for these guys. But no, I don't underestimate. I don't. I, I think Jer- Jedrick Wills is a legit target. I just don't think he's going to be there at pick fifteen, Zach. Right. Yeah, this is all legitimate right now. I mean, some is a smokescreen and some is just due diligence, but I think he would be a target, but I'm with Chad. I don't think he'll be on the board, so it's going to be immaterial when it comes down to it. One of our Super Chat superstars been with us for a long time. Drew Hollenbach jumps in on Super Chat with the $25 Thank you, donation. Drew. Appreciate you. You're the man, Drew. He says, Chad, I saw your article a few days ago regarding Chicago's free agents. I prefer to build through the draft for almost everything, but I do really like Taylor Gabriel. We need a burner outside. He could be a good option. Thank you for reminding me of that. We were talking about uh, Marquise Goodwin. We were talking about Paul Richardson. Um, yeah, Taylor Gabriel's an option, and Prince of Mukamara. I mean, nothing is a lock in free agency, but I could see him, even if you let Chris Harris go. And by the way, John Elway said, look, there's still a lot of time left between now and when free agency opens. I want to talk to Chris Harris Jr. You know, I want to talk to Derek Wolf. I want to talk to Shelby Harris. But either way, even if Chris Harris goes, you got Bryce Callahan, you got Devontae Bosby, you got Isaac Yadam, you've got uh, Devontae Harris, you got Duke Dawson. But the top two guys are Bryce Callahan and Devontae Bosby. You could maybe live with if Callahan ends up coming back, as they hope he will, uh, as far as health wise and availability wise, you could maybe get by with those two plus Prince of Mukamara as your number two if you absolutely had to. Well, the good thing about Amukamara, too, is you can sign him now. You don't have to wait until March 16th because he was cut by his former team. So the Broncos can get him into the building now and still devise their plan for Byron Jones or the draft or whoever. But I think the Broncos need two starting caliber corners this offseason, Chad, assuming they lose Chris Harris Jr., whether that's uh, Amukamara and Byron Jones, whether that's Darius Slay and Amukamara. That's the guy from Chicago that I want, though. I'm not big on Taylor Gabriel. I would take Amukamara, though. Trevor Judge, a mile-high huddle rider, jumps in. He says, spot on, Zach. Pass on this year's free agency class yeah. of wide receivers. And by the way, guys, follow Trevor Judge on Twitter, at Trevor Judge. Yes. Very knowledgeable and talented 
uh, football analyst. Check him out. Um, all right, there's a couple more, and then we got to get out of here for tonight, guys. If there's anyone's questions we didn't get today, save them because tomorrow night is the Mile High Mailbag. That's all about you guys, and we'll get to as many as is humanly possible for us tomorrow night. Let's see here. Uh, this is interesting from Norsate Udakarn on YouTube. Tyler. Sorry if I butchered your name. Wow. My favorite time of day to listen from you guys among talking about uh, coronavirus news here in Asia. Let's go Broncos from Thailand. Wow. It's a worldwide uh, fan base. It's a worldwide community, and you're proving that. We appreciate you. And stay safe. That virus yes. is no joke. Yes. But there is an article I suggest people check out that's out there if you're, if you're tripping a little bit on coronavirus coming and, you know, infecting you and your family. There's an article. If you Google seven things about coronavirus, you should know. One really quick little aside. I don't mean to derail this podcast. I'm not a medical expert. Don't take this as advice. But it does say that. Type A flu has a one a 0.1% mortality rate, and that's pretty gnarly because, uh, well, type A flu can, is, can be very deadly. But then you go 0.1%, wow, coronavirus, 2%. So it's many yeah. times magnitude-wise of mortality rate. But still, that means that 2%, if 100 people come down with coronavirus, Zach, only two are likely to become you know, to, to, to die from it. It's still very scary, yes. but don't get, don't get too caught up in the panic. All right, moving on here. Um, we got to grab these super chats, guys, and then we are going to have to get out of here for tonight from Joe Turner on YouTube, jumping in super chat. Huddle up podcast pros, as always, thumbs up. Hey, Kelberman, get on board with Wolf coming back. <laughs> That's a guy you want to go to war with. Joe, thanks for the donation. That means a ton to yes. us. Have, uh, you know, Zach's opinion on Wolf has evolved somewhat the farther we've gotten <laughs> into the offseason. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of warming on Derek Wolf returning. I'm not slamming the door. I'm not saying stay away. He's worthy of coming back. He's worthy of a new contract. He looked good last year. I can't deny that. I just want the Broncos to protect himself, themselves in case he gets injured again if they resign him. Yeah, and, and in case you missed this from over the weekend, we reported this, um, that it is expected. I mean, we reported. We, didn't, we weren't the source of the report. It was from uh, Benjamin Albright, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network that the Broncos do expect to get Derek Wolf re-signed and do expect Shelby Harris probably going to sign elsewhere. And Black Knight's good to have you. Cold in Missouri. It can get cold there, man. That's for sure. All right. Bear with me one second here, guys. So many questions. I'm running out of time. We will circle back to all these questions tomorrow, guys. So keep them. If we didn't grab them today, again, keep them as a feather in your cap. We'll get to them. Eclipse Stormborn, one of our longtime listeners of the show, Super Chat Superstar. Philadelphia. That's right. Happy Wednesday. Shout out to my fiance, Meek, Monica. Shout out to you, Monica. Uh, she let me pull over to make a super check. Going to hit the merch store soon. <laughs> she, you better put her, I'm sure you've got a ring on her finger, but you better, you better uh, lock her lock down, down, dog, because lock it down. that is a quality woman right there. Thank you so much, Eclipse. We appreciate you. Appreciate you both, yes. Mark jumping back in. Thanks, Chad and Zach. You are the best. You no, are the best, Mark. You Thank you. Hey, and when you get your swag, dude, you better be changing this. It's a very don't get me wrong, dude. That's a that's a rad, that's a really cool profile pick, but we better be seeing some of that swag in your profile <laughs> pick, Mark. Um, all right, a couple more guys. Let's see if I, I just don't want to miss anyone who's who has uh, jumped in on super chat. That is the worst feeling in the world. So let me make sure that two more here. Drew Hollenbeck jumping back in. A stud on Super Chat. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. Wow. E-line options. Harris is gone. Wolf is always hurt. Gotsis is a, is unrestricted, I believe. 
Walker has never gotten a fair shot. Chris Jones is going to be expensive. Well, it's not a particularly deep defensive line class, but it is in free agency. There are a lot of options this year for the Broncos to restock the D-line shelves. I think you see Derek Wolf come back, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Gotsis come back on a prove-it type of deal. He's going to have to do a prove-it deal, whether it's Denver yeah. or elsewhere, because he had knee surgery in December. So Gotsis, Wolf, you know, at least Gotsis, you, you don't love him as a starter, but first and second down, he's going to stop the run. You can count on that. You hope De- Demarcus Walker takes another step forward as a complete player. Draymond Jones is going to be a stud, but he still needs a little time to marinate. So you look at the Javon Hargraves of the world. You look at the Jordan Phillips of the world. There are some guys out there that the Broncos can bring in on the relative cheap to complement Derek Wolf, to complement the talent they already have there. Shelby Harris, though, I mean, he's going to be commanding top dollar on that market, and the Broncos are ready to let him go. It's a three-pronged approach for me on defensive line. You can resign your own guys like Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf. It's one or the other. You can sign a guy like a, like a DJ Reader or like a Jordan Phillips, and you can possibly draft a guy like Javon Kinlaw. So there are options there to, to replenish that defensive line. That's a good point that Chad made, though. Even for insurance purposes, to bring back a guy like Adam Gotsis, he'd be cheap. He knows the system. He's decent against the run, and you can go to war with him. Um, there's options out there. I think if they're going to restock the defensive line, though, it will come primarily on the open market blake williams on the way out the door drops a two dollar super chat thank, thank you blake. blake means a ton to us um all right guys we got time for let me just grab one or two more questions of uh people that we have let's see from uh cartoon triple sevens now that we are closer to the draft would either of you sacrifice a couple of those late season wins for a better draft spot you know, mm-hmm. I, I really wouldn't because you needed those wins to really, as Elway said, feel like you've bounced off the bottom and kind of zero in on the reality of where you stand as, as an organization. And you needed that. You needed that momentum that can carry you and the energy and the positivity. So, yeah, it might cost you, you know, four or five spots in the draft, but their Broncos have 12 picks in this in this draft, five of which are in the top 100. If you can't make some hay with that, Get out of the business, Zach. Those extra few wins at the end of the season, they took the Broncos from being a joke to someone that you have to watch for the following season. Those couple wins highlighted your franchise quarterback and gave the Broncos confidence and hope that you finally have that guy. Those couple wins to ultimately reshape the course of the franchise because it allows the Broncos to avoid that quarterback carousel and get off of those retreads, get off of those Joe Flacco and those Case Keenums, and you finally have that young guy. I would take those couple wins all day, every day, over picking eight or ninth in the draft and going into this offseason, not knowing who your franchise quarterback is going to be, not having so much confidence around Drew Locke to be that guy, and just being in a state of disarray again at that position. So that was very important for the shape of the, the Broncos franchise. Normally, I would like... Uh, higher draft position but for this year specifically with your lock i am very happy with how it played out all right guys last one and then i'm sorry to say we got to get out of here for tonight from ninja cow 410 on youtube should we use two of our top 100 picks on offensive line if we go wide receiver cornerback in the first and second which prospects do you like i've read about isaiah wilson ben bredson ben batch cushionberry biotish and others i like cushionberry I like Batch as well. I like all those guys, actually. But if I had to zero in, I would say we're talking top 100. If you can, you're, you're probably not going to get Cushenberry outside of early round two. Like he's Dalton Reisner, basically, of this class in terms of 
first round conversation might end up going early in the second round. We'll see how it shakes out. The Adish, you know, he had a his his last season there at Wisconsin wasn't quite as good as he had hoped. It affected his draft stock. He went from being considered like a slam dunk first round pick to now, you know, I listen to guys like Nick and Carl and Eric, and it's sounding like he's probably going to end up being a third round pick. So maybe if you can get Biadish in the third round, you consider yourself lucky. You've got your starting center. That's solved. And hopefully you found a right guard in free agency. Lucas Niang is another uh, player all throughout there, the tackle, I believe, from TCU. His medical uh, recheck at the combine came back well, but he he probably will be a first-round draft pick, though, a fringe first-round pick. So the Broncos want him. They're going to have to either trade down from 15 or trade back up into the first round. But those are all options for Denver, and I would not be surprised at all to answer the question if two linemen came from the first 100 picks. Within John the first Hargrave round. is, by the way, sorry, I didn't mean to speak over you. Oh, um, Javon Hargrave, free agent, defensive line, five tech caliber de- defensive lineman from Pittsburgh, that's hitting the market. Our friend Larry, this is the last one, guys. Then we for sure got to get out of here. Random question with a five dollar donation. Thank you, Larry. Hey, Larry. Broncos fan number twenty four, of course, on YouTube. Random question with the coronavirus ordeal. Do you see the NFL season being affected? You never say never. You you don't know what the future holds, and we don't have a crystal ball, and neither one of us are medical doctors, or you know. Uh, CDC analysts or anything like that. But I think even though it's, it's scary, it really is. You start thinking about it. Uh, I doubt it. I think it would take a real, like, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic scenario to affect anything in that $12 billion per year nut that is the NFL. Like it would have to literally be like end of times caliber. I mean, think about it. 9-11, for those of you who can think back to 2001 when when uh, the t- Twin Towers were hit and the Pentagon and all that, NFL kept on trucking, man. And I, so it would take something utterly beyond our comprehension right now, I think, for that to happen, Zach. It would take like the Black Plague to happen again for the NFL to be out of business. And, and fortunately, there's enough time, I think, between now and September where they don't have to worry about that. And, and these things, as scary as they are, these epidemic, epidemics just manage to get under control, like SARS and all that. And that's, we're not going to devolve into medical right now, Chad, but that's, I, don't see it, I don't see it impacting the season in the least. Hold on one sec, you guys. I got my dogs making noise here. That's got to do it for today's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. And what perfect timing, I guess, my dogs are going to start <laughs> acting up. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at Huddle Up Pod, simply the best way for you to stay plugged in. And then don't forget to find my partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. Again, guys, if we missed your question tonight, we will circle back, have them ready to roll. Tomorrow night is the Mile High Mailbag, and we will look forward to tackling each and every question that we can and look forward to talking to you guys then. We'll see how things shake out at the Combine between now and then. But, Zach, have a good night, bro. You too. See you tomorrow, Chad. Everyone else, have a good night. Have a good night, and big uh, shout-out and mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars. We will see tag you. you. If we know what your Twitter handle is, we will tag you from the Huddle Up podcast. And then, if not, even if we don't know your Twitter handle, we will list your name as a thank you on Twitter. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll see you guys tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold.
Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.